Welcome to The Vital Podcast, where church revitalization is vitally important. Thanks for tuning in for proven and practical resources to help lead your church toward the fullness God has for them. This is a show where we not only come alongside to motivate you on your leadership journey, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to church health and growth. Welcome to The Vital Podcast. Ken and Mark, I'm excited to be with you again for this episode, and uh, we're here at the start of the Advent season, so even though the Jaguars lost, it is a happy Advent. So happy, happy Advent to you. Yeah, I, happy, yeah, you had to bring that up. It's uh, it was <laughs> the day after the Monday night game, and uh, that was pretty brutal. But I, I um, as our regular listeners know, I, I follow the Jags, but um, I, I'm very thankful that my hope and my my identity and security and and uh, strength in life comes from Jesus and not from football or a football team. Cause otherwise that's, that's I'd, be, right. I'd, be, I'd be melting on a puddle on the floor right now, but instead I'm okay. Cause Jesus. You, you would. it was, it was, <laughs> it was a difficult, difficult Monday night matchup and, but Jesus is on his throne and he exactly. will come again. Exactly. So uh, today we're, we're continuing our conversation on the topic of church revitalization and if you've been listening in, you know we're we're walking through the heart of what we call the revive uh, journey. And so we've clarified that seeing a church revitalized is is really a conversation and a process that's about church health. Um, and Ken and Mark, you set the tone early uh, when you said uh, an episode or two ago that there's no revitalization without renewal. Uh, that if we want to see a church come alive again, we personally and relationally and missionally have to have the grace of God call us to life again. And so um, last episode, we talked for a long time about the importance of personal renewal. We're going to try to keep it a little briefer today and focus on another key component, uh, which is being renewed in our awareness and engagement of mission. I love your teaching on this, Ken and Mark. Um, What's the starting point? for the conversation when it comes to missional renewal? Where does this conversation really start? Well, that's a great question. And so, so when, when we're doing the revive teaching and we, we, we talk about there is no revitalization without renewal, we, we talk about there's, there's really five renewals that a church has to go through. I think we went through those on a recent podcast. So you can go back and listen to that if you haven't heard those, but the, but the first three are personal renewal, relational renewal and missional renewal. Again, last podcast, we we talked about the personal relational, which really love love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, the great, great uh commandment. Love there's gonna be sincere love personally for Jesus yourself, and then love for one another, relational renewal. The missional renewal is then there needs to be a genuine sincere love for the lost, um, which goes in that order. You know, you go love God, love love one another. But then hopefully out of that, it's an overflow of love for lost people, which, again, brings us back to the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. But 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 the point is, it's got to be love. And, and what we've what we've seen, and I'm, I'm sure I've said this many times uh, on this podcast, but what we've observed in our our consulting with churches all over the ACNA um, is that there's a lot of people who are either longtime Anglicans or new to Anglicanism who seem to to really love Anglicanism more than they love Jesus or more than, and then their desire to grow their church is really coming more from a motivation of, I just want my local church to grow or 
if it's declining, I don't want my local church or this Anglican expression in this area to, to not be here, or I don't want my church to die. And so it's, again, it's more about, I want our local church to grow for, there's nothing wrong with that. Praise the Lord. You want your church to grow. But if, if your motivation is just, I want say such and such a, to, to continue on, probably not enough of the passion um, and motivation to really do the work. But if it's coming from a, a, a sincere love for lost people, that people who are, don't, who are, who are living life outside of a relationship with Jesus now, who, if they die separated from that right relationship with God through Jesus will spend an eternity separated from him, which we call and understand to know is hell. Then that, that's not okay. That we, we need to love people enough to do whatever it takes to see even one more person in the area around our church come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord, live life with him better now, and then ultimately forever. So anyway, I, 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 as you know, and anyone who's heard me, I get passionate about this topic, but it's got to be, it's it's a lot. It's got to come from love. Why, why? Ask the question, why Why? Um, why, why we're celebrating Advent? Why is there an Advent? What, what's the point of Advent? Well, First uh, Timothy 1, great scripture, we say it all the time, is this trustworthy saying and deserving of full acceptance? That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The reason he came, the reason we're celebrating his coming, his first coming, um, is that he came to us to save sinners. But you ask, why? Why did he come? You know, before he even came in the first place, why did the Father send the Son to come into the world to save sinners on this rescue mission? Well, again, the answer is love. We all know it, John 3 16, for God so what? Loved the world that he gave his only son, sent his only son, that all who believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So it was, it's the the love God has for sinners, for people not living life with him, we're going to go to hell, couldn't fix the problem on our own, that he loved us so much, wanted a relationship with us, resort so much that he did the one and only thing that was possible was to come to us. And anyway, I could preach the gospel, but, but it's love. And, it, and again, it, 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 as, as the father sent him, Jesus said, so I send you in John 20, 21. And if his motivation to save sinners to code, go on mission to save us was love, our ultimate motivation to go to, to rescue and see sinners saved around our local churches should be love. Okay. Enough of that. It's <laughs> good. I could go on all no, day. That's good. Yeah, I, I I I love that you love talking about it, and I'm I'm with you in it. I <clears throat> I know that uh, you, you're pointing us then. The starting point's not uh, I don't want my church to die, right? Not even I just want my church to grow. But God has a mission, and He has a church for His mission in the community that He's planted your church, and so we get to join Him in His mission in the world. And so that's I think right. my next my next question would be. Um, what are the, what's the main shift or shifts that need to happen in order for a congregation to join God in his mission in the community they're in? Like, you know, I, I think another way of asking that same question, it's like, okay, so you, you want me to invite more people to, to like a church thing? Um, wh what are the main shifts that need to happen in order for us to join God in his mission? Yeah. So that, that's a great question. And so there's lots of we could get and jump maybe too quickly into the things we can do or the strategies or the programs or the, you know, the, the, but that's not the, that's, that'll come more importantly, I think at this stage is, is the, in terms of shifting is, is an, it's a, 
a mental shift, an attitude shift um, uh, of needing to embrace a missional way of doing church. Uh, in other words, um, it, it, so many of our churches have been are not missional, and I'm going to explain in just a second why that's the case. And it's, it's you know none of us we're not bad. We didn't do anything bad to begin not missional. It's just we kind of there's a reason we're not missional. But the point is, if we don't adapt to and shift to doing church in a missional way, then given our current culture and just how fast the culture has moved away from Christianity, which we all can observe has how that's happened. Uh, eventually, if we're not missional, our churches will grow older and they will, will close. You know, we can, there's some transfer growth that will come here and there, depending on what part of the country you live in. And there's various factors that can get some transfer growth here and there, but ultimately we're in a, an adapt or die moment as a church either adapt to a missional way of being, shift to that, or eventually close. Uh, and it just, well, well, I said, I would, let me touch on the, the kind of how we found ourselves here. Um, if you've never, never heard this, this, this could be, if you're leading a church and you're, you're, it's like, it's not missional and you're thinking, man, we really need to figure this out. One of the best things you can understand and help your people understand is just that we, here in America, um, if you're listening to this in America or the Western culture, it's, it's if you're in Canada or, um, Mexico even, but uh, in the Western culture, we, we've, particularly in America, we've had a Christian um, kind of time in the post-World War II time frame. We, we benefited, we had this sort of unusual his, in history period of time in our culture that was by and large a Christian culture. Again, praise the Lord, wouldn't that be awesome again? I mean, and even more so. But, but Needless to say, to, from a church growth model, if you want to grow the church, the church growth model in Christendom times was wherever there was housing developments going up and people were moving, you just had to have, put a church in there. And then uh, and then if the people who moved in that area preferred your kind of church, they would come. So in every think about every neighborhood that's gone up post-World War II, you know, and all the suburbs that have emerged like that, they would put in a, a method. This church, Presbyterian church, a Catholic church, an Episcopal church, uh, you know, down the line, Episcopal, uh, Anglicanish, they would they would come there if they were Presbyterian, et cetera, et cetera. Baptist, they go to the Baptist. And churches, basically, I've said this all the time, but as long as you had a decent preaching, decent music, decent children programs, you would you would grow. So you didn't have to be missional. You didn't have to, you know, we talk about evangelism and doing missions, but it basically in that context turned into what I'd call transactional outreach, where we you you would do outreach to to the world around needs. You'd meet needs, but it wasn't necessarily missional. It wasn't evangelistic. It's just it was more like outreach, like like a Rotary Club could do or a, another civil organization. It's just hey, there's people who have needy, needy. Let's do a nice thing for them, but it's not necessarily evangelistic or missional it's just uh, mercy which again praise the lord the church should do that but that's not mission so you know you didn't have to be missional so there was no training on the disciple our discipleship strategies in the church work like let's let's make sure we have we're discipling people and how to do evangelism mission and basically discipleship for the last 70 years has been uh, uh head knowledge like let's learn more about the bible in bible study which again is important 
but not necessarily transforming people into being missionaries for the sake of the lost around us. It's just been, well, people are pretty much Christian anyway. Anyway, okay. I'm, I, 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 I know I'm, yeah. I want, I'm the one I wanted to go. I know everyone's busy during Advent right now and getting ready for Christmas. So I don't want to go too long on this, but that was, a, that was just, it was just the way it was. So then somewhere along the way, real quick, um, in the 80s, 90s, there, there there was a shift when that seemed to that trend of just growing because you were in the right location. Um, Christian sort of you know, waning a little bit. The attractional model was the model that kind of emerged in terms of church growth. Like, OK, so basically, if you want to grow the church, you need to be more attractional. Um, you need to, uh, you know, try to try to get those people who are out there looking around. They're, they're already we're going to assume they're looking for a church. Uh, but we just want to kind of attract them to our church versus another church. And so we all put greeter stations in place and had gift bags that we could give out to our to people who came with, you know, our coffee mugs with our church logo on it and things like that. I'm still a fan of those things. I think you should have a greeter station. I think you probably should have having a gift bag. And I don't know about the coffee mug, but you know what I mean? It should be just being attraction, uh, uh, being attractive is important. Welcoming hospitality is important. But that was this kind of this church growth strategy. Just, you know, have events, get people to show up. Again, that was really helpful. I mean, I, I saw some significant growth in churches in the early 2000s using that model. All that to say is that as the culture has shifted so drastically, so fast away from Christianity in the last, you know, 10, 15 years and, and moving faster, um, attractional model, just being attractive and trying to attract people to you isn't working enough anymore. There's pockets in our country where it's working but by and large that that model is is going away as a primary model so all that to say this uh to make the to wrap the point up is that is that again if we're now at a stage where we need to adapt to this missional model and if we don't shift to that um, if we still try to rely on, well, we'll just be in the right place and hopefully all the Episcopalian Anglican type people who are attracted to that will, will, will find us. Or maybe we just have kind of more events and get people to show up. Uh, if that's your primary strategy, that won't be enough to sustain growth over the long time. And eventually your church will decline and, and close. So have to make that shift to missional. And none of us have been trained. That's the problem. So it's like, okay, Mark, that's, thank you for sharing that, but I don't know how to do that. What, what, what do we do? Who, you know, how do we get, you know, we, we innocently found ourselves in a situation where we have to make that shift, but none of us have been trained in that shift. So that's a problem. But again, that's kind of why, why we exist, but go ahead. Yeah. So, so that's, um, I resonate with everything you just said, the, the, the main shift being that we've moved from a Christendom reality to a post-Christendom reality and that the institutions, uh, the institution of the church in the West, um, it, it takes time. Um, it takes time and some radical intervention for us to actually recognize, okay, how do we have to adapt to become uh, more missional than just attractional? So um, <clears throat> for those of you listening in to the podcast, we, Mark and I are able to see each other we we are on video as we're recording the audio and i was having some audio problems so i'm going to stop my video uh, mark so that uh, we don't have audio okay. interruptions on this end so uh, 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 one more question before we wrap up um you already were kind of getting to this point as you were finishing up there but um an example or two um 
let's say I'm a church that really wants to make this shift. Like, what do you recommend? Where, where do we start? Well, again, it just it's, it's it just depends on where where you are. So if you're if you're leading a church that's just still kind of in the a, a Christendom mode and um, and hasn't really made the sh- shift at all, maybe you're aware like we need to do something, but we don't know what to do. And you realize so so the the, the first thing is to, to to help lead your congregation into this knowledge. Like like we have to we have to make the shift, and here's why. Um, Again, just so you know, that's a big part of what what we do in the revive. So if that's where you are, that's in the Anglican revitalization ministry and our resources, the revive weekend and the revive process. A big part of that is helping your church understand the shift that needs to happen. And then we go into more like, what do you do about it? But also um, so just helping people come aware of that. Um, So the revive program, the revive process we offer is really will help that initially Okay, we got to make the shift, and then and then follow through with what to do. But again, if your church is like we we get it, we 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 we've made that shift, we we understand that we we have to. The the really the big thing there is then um, becoming missional, becoming a missionary to your local community, the community around geographically around your church. Think of yourselves as missionaries to that population group. And in the Great Commission, it says, "Go and make disciples to all peoples." But it's really people groups. And so it's like, so so you want to define, we 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 help churches with demographic and psychographic understanding of your area. And then but within within your area, who are the specific people? What specific people group within your your area, your community, is God calling you and your church to be on mission to? Right. And so you could say, well, there's there's within it, within the community around your church. There's a variety of different populations. There's, there's, it could be, it, you know, I work with some churches where their focus is on. We've identified that we're going to be a church that's focused on reaching the older population in this area, or, or we're going to reach younger families or whatever it is. But then even within the, the population group that you speci- specify that God wants you to focus on reaching, being on mission to, and you really got to understand what are their, what are their needs, what are that, just like a missionary who went to goes, you know, to a foreign country. You have to learn their culture, learn what they're about, learn what their belief systems are. Really, you know, so that you can then connect with them in a relational way in order to share the gospel with them in a way that they can hear it um, and then bring them into the church to be made disciples. And so so there's this whole strategies. And um, but again, it's 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 to summarize, it's the, the big idea is identifying a specific people group within the community around your church, identifying that. Uh, using the fishing analogy, what are the which fish in your fishing pond is God calling you to fish for, so to speak? And then you can develop specific strategies that will actually work to connect with that particular population group. If you're just like, we're going to reach everybody in my town, that's way too broad to be effective missionally. Um, so anyway, I could go on, uh, you know, really into details on that. But for this pro- purpose of our podcast today, um, it's just that's the direction you want to go. And, and we we want you to hear if you're listening to this today or, you know, somebody who needs to hear this, share this with them. But but we we have all sorts of resources to help you wherever you are in this missional shift. Again, if you're totally like new idea, we can come in and help you both through the revive book, through things like the podcast or coming in and doing on site consultation with the revive seminar. We can help move your congregation 
help you move your congregation to to understanding what needs to happen in the shift, um, getting getting that missional renewal in place. Um, but then if we also have resources to help you with the demographic and psychographic study of your of your community and how to analyze that and determine the the who we can help you with that. Uh, once you've identified the who through our reframe consultation, we have we can help you with developing specific vision, strategy, goals as a church to connect missionally with that people group to identify, you know, to narrow it down and then to identify specific strategies. We can come in, we can consult with you to help you to do that. That's just good. We, we can help you from, from start to finish on, on making. And then once you're doing it with coaching and, and coaching resources to help you continue that. So we're here to help is the, is the main idea. If you, you hopefully know that already, but if not, uh, we exist to help you lead your church to thriving in our current culture and moving forward. And this, this missional thing is a huge, huge aspect of that. So as, as we say at every podcast, if you if this is helpful to you, you want more information, uh, please go to uh, www.churchrevive.org. That's churchrevive.org. And you can uh, you know read about our resources on there, but you can click schedule a call. Uh, if you want to schedule a call with me, uh, just, you know, that on the main page. On the main page, you can see Brian and both Brian. We'll, we'll talk with you for 30 minutes for a free consultation. I got to hear your story, where you are, and how we can match our resources uh, to your your needs to help you thrive. And by the way, just to close, Brian, then you can close us out. Uh, but we, um, you know, it's here. It's Advent, obviously. Uh, remembering you know, Jesus came to us. We want to go to people, but but well, it's also the end of the year. So as you're planning into the new year, uh, you know, think about utilizing us in your plans in uh, 2024 uh, to help you uh, make this this missional model shift. Oh, that's great! Yeah, I I had gotten to to be a participant in this revitalization journey. Um in my own parish in my own home parish as well as in other churches across uh, our country with you and it is so fun to see this mission renewal take place in the heart of the leaders in the church to see um this shift happen and mm-hmm. I, I there's a couple of specific churches i won't mention them by name where uh, on a revive weekend just to sort of see god call to life this love of their community the love of the lost and um, you know, there's been a great migration that's occurred in our country, across our country, in the U.S. at least, that um, the reality is most most people listening to this, it's safe to say that that your demographics and psychographics have like, likely shifted in mm-hmm. a major way in the last three to five years. And, um, and so just a refresher on that. Even if you go, you know, we're doing pretty well on this, just a refresher on how your county and, and region has shifted um, can be really helpful. So we would, we would love to, love to help and uh, to, to kind of point us back to what, where you started the conversation, Mark, this Advent season, this trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then he enlists a community of disciples to be a part of that continued mission in the world. And what a joy it is to get to be a part of that with you and uh, with the leaders that are listening in. Uh, We are praying for you, cheering for you. And uh, if we can be of help, please reach out to us, churchrevive.org. 
Until then, we will see you on our next Vital Podcast. You've been listening to The Vital Podcast, a podcast of Anglican Revitalization Ministries, a division of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to share this podcast with other Anglican pastors and lay leaders who are also on the journey to church health. For more information on Anglican Revitalization Ministries and all it has to offer, be sure to visit www.churchrevive.org.